Hi, I'm Greg Gavazia. And I'm Luke Phillips. And this is the Semi Crazy Podcast. The podcast by truckers, for truckers. This is the... Is this episode 8? I have no idea. I guess I'm asking the wrong guy, right? Yeah. Yeah, a wrong guy on the wrong day. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Feeling a little rough today. That's all right, though. It's just a long week. Had to blow off some steam. <laughs> oh, that's good. At least you're home for it. Not uh, halfway across. Well, not even halfway yeah. across the country. I'm all the way across the country. Or as far as I care to go across the country. <laughs> Farther than I care to go. That's for sure. Yeah. So I guess to dive into how's your week, I'm all the way in Timmins, Ontario. So yeah, I, I've never driven across the province that takes two days to get across. And I mean, I guess the first day I didn't do a full day across, but I mean, it's a, it is actually a large chunk of land. Yeah, it is large. I haven't, I haven't been all the way across it. I've been a couple hours into it, but. I don't know. I've been down through the, like the Southern like right along the uh, Lake Superior and that, that that part of the drive. I mean, I really enjoyed that. And then coming back across the north side, though, was like, yeah, there's parts of it that are really pretty and other parts are kind of, I don't know, look like any other place in northern Canada, I guess. And they're doing construction on, I'm pretty sure, every bridge between the border and Timmins is one lane right now. Like, I'm not exaggerating. I, I drove through so many stoplights on the highway, I can't even... <laughs> I can't even count. Yeah, and that I hate seeing those those stoplight setups and you know it's bridge or chip ceiling and it's gonna be a couple miles. Yeah, and they like there's no way you'd be coming across there right now with anything really wide, that's for damn sure, because it's just uh yeah, every just about every single bridge was one lane and with a light and then because it was Saturday yesterday there was nobody out there working on it. So it makes you wonder why they had to tear every one of them apart, but it's uh, not winter, so it's construction. Yeah, yeah. There's only two seasons in Canada, isn't that the joke? Winter season and construction. <laughs> so yeah, that was my my week. Started out, went to um, BC, almost all the way to almost all the way to the coast there, and then turned back around and came all the way across to Ontario, and then uh, delivering over the next couple. Well, over Monday, be delivering, and then jaunt down into Ohio and grab some stuff to come back and hopefully make it back for the weekend. Not much to really report, just a lot of miles, turned over 100k on the truck. So, so how was your week? You say long? Long but short, yeah. Um, with unload times and reload times, I all I did on Monday was unload. So, oh, got going early Tuesday morning and ran out to Saskatchewan, unloaded, reloaded, ran almost back to Alberta, and then bounced around, put on some miles this week. It was a, it was a kind of nice change. Yeah, it's sometimes nice have being under a load for more than an hour or two hours, eh? When you get to, I mean, your tarping arm's got to be getting pretty buff there, eh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Might have to get get electric tarps. It's going to get out of hand. <laughs> Before you need rotator cuff surgery from all that cranking. That's right. Tarping injuries are really kind of the bane of uh, the existence of the grain hauler and the chip hauler. And, uh, you know, it's taken down many a many a good trucker. So, yeah, stiff gates is also a problem. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's so much harder than throwing 12 by 12s when you're hauling equipment and stuff. Yeah. Rough go. 
See, I never, I never got into stuff where I had to throw twelve by twelve. So I was a, like, you know, six by sixes and stuff like that. So. Oh, lucky guy. You know. Yeah. Yeah, not. Uh, oh. Jeez, Greg, put your phone on silent. Come on, trying to record a podcast here. Um. Yeah, phone was on silent, but it was actually an Amber Alert. Oh, that's not good. Yeah. Anyways, I just read it, and I, I guess uh, if I'm out and about later, I'll keep my eyes open. But actually, that's a it's a pretty uh, it's a pretty good deal uh, now that they send those things. I mean, I know people will bitch about it coming over their phone when they're sleeping or whatever, but I mean, you know, with when it comes to missing kids, I mean, it's a matter of minutes, right? Yeah. Oh, sorry, I woke you up. Sorry about your luck. Really. Yeah. No, no, uh, no compassion on that for my side. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, it's, uh, so yeah, if this just disturbs the, uh, disturbs the podcast for a second, I mean, I'm I'm fine by that. Right. So, yep. Well, and, uh, there's a lot of us out there. If every, if you get that out to everybody that's on the road, there's uh, a pretty, pretty good chance. Somebody's going to see it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's such a big, big, big network. I mean, and and now with the advent of cell phones, I mean, CBs and all the rest of it are uh, are kind of, I mean, going by the wayside. But um, at least with like with phones and that, I mean, it gets out to the whole kind of network out there. And they, they I mean, there's probably a better chance of a trucker seeing uh, seeing something than anybody else. Are you paused there? Yep, there you are. All right, you're back now. <laughs> I just sitting went there. all crackly. Oh, did it? Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah, I was sitting there. It looked like your face is frozen there for a second. <laughs> yeah, it's cloudy out here today. Maybe that's the problem. Oh, there you go. You know what I think I'm going to do next time instead of uh, getting headphones? I'm going to buy you a booster for your Wi-Fi. You've got a booster. If you look right, it's in the, it's in the shot right there. Yeah. There's boosters sitting. Uh, I just haven't put them in. <laughs> okay, it's on you then. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no excuses. <laughs> they're at, they're twelve volt, but that's fine. I got twelve volt power in my shop anyway, so. Oh, okay. No, that's all right. Yeah, I got. I want to get a. I actually want to get a cell phone booster because I mean, um, especially traveling across uh, like the, the northern parts of all these provinces. I mean, geez, it is something that I would love to have because I mean, every now and then you've got one bar and you can kind of almost make out what's going on on the other end and. I don't know. I mean, maybe a person doesn't need to talk that much. My dad said it was really nice when there was no cell phones in trucking, but myself, I like to be connected and especially when you're in the middle of a good conversation, right? Yeah. That's a piss off. Yeah, totally. And you're sitting there and you're just about to get into something really profound. Like, I mean, we talk about, we always talk about whatever we talk about is really profound, right? Or at least has a lot of meaning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But maybe if we didn't have cell phones, you and I wouldn't waste so much of our good conversation on uh, just uh, talking on the road, eh? Yeah. Well, you can't save everything up for the end of the week. Then we'd have a six-hour podcast. Yeah, and about three and a half of it would be bitching anyway, so. <laughs> yeah, nobody wants to hear that. <laughs> no, no, apparently not, right? So. I, I think we do a pretty good job at keeping that to the uh, to the cell phone conversations. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's enough uh, enough of that negativity and stuff out there, anyways. The guy doesn't need to just dispose a whole bunch more of it. So, I'm glad we do. I'm glad we do it the way we do. Um, I was thinking uh, just on the topic of things you see from a truck, and we talked about things you'd never want to see again from a truck. And um, you just had to bring this up. 
uh yeah like uh there's i i okay i'm just gonna say i've seen some distracted driving in the last few days and i don't even know there's really no way to put that pg so we'll just leave that to the imagination but there's also i see a lot of regular um distracted driving from in the truck like i cannot believe how many people i see holding cell phones in their lap texting it blows my mind yeah it is crazy but then there is the other side of it when you see the people that pull over to send a text message and they're not thinking about where they're pulling over they're just pulling over to send a text right yeah i had somebody last last week or the week before classified as the other day um (laughs) and she was going along ahead of me on the on the trans canada everything's fine she's like two miles ahead of me and then she just piles on the brakes throws her right signal on and gets over onto the shoulder with her mirror basically on the fog line and just stopped never never looked behind her nothing wow it's crazy yeah that's always scary whenever you see somebody go in a hurry over to the side of the road and then stop dead and they're right there because you just are never sure if they're gonna hop out into your lane exactly like you know or just open that door up right like i mean yeah and there's an approach like 50 feet ahead of her i don't know i guess it's pretty hard to tell what goes through someone's head in a moment like that i i mean i think a lot of it just has to do with being not being as educated about uh whether or not where a truck could stop and not stop and um i had i had one years ago in the in the park so there's these tourists with cameras and they'd fly by me in this rental minivan and then they'd pull over and they'd all the doors would open up and then they'd stop and they'd take a bunch of pictures and then i'd go by and then about 30 seconds later they fly by again only to go a little bit farther ahead and then doors you know pull over doors doors on the minivan open they all jump out everybody snaps all their photos and then yeah i like they passed me three times oh wow the last time they stopped was to take a picture of the elk caribou crossing sign, the big white, you know, the albino one that's on the side of the road. They were stopped to take a picture of that and they didn't pull over. And I locked them up, hauled on the horn, and uh, I, I never saw them again after that, thankfully. But holy man, I was like, I, I, I had to basically pull the truck over and stop because I wanted to, like, <laughs> yeah need to remove yourself from the situation at that point for a minute i can definitely understand that i think it's just because people aren't as exposed to and aware of the hazards of being on the side of the highway like we are right yeah yeah totally you know and then that you get somebody that does that pulls over they're not paying attention and you get somebody that's not paying attention doing 110 down the highway with their cell phone in their lap right yeah and then yeah. Well, better their cell phone than something else, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Some I know you just can't uh, can't unsee and there's <laughs> very few people that know, but that is not will never be exposed on air. Oh shit. Yeah, the guys sorry. Seen some shit though. <laughs> yeah, everybody has seen some shit, so. Yeah, I think you're right though. People just don't uh they don't understand what it's like to be on the side of the road. I mean, I've, I've made the same kind of mistakes sometimes, pulled over in the wrong spot, only to realize it pretty quick. But 
yeah, if you're listening to this and you're not uh, a trucker, uh, please, please, please find a safe place to pull over if it at all possible. And at least give some notice if you can't, if you can't find a safe place to pull over, give the person some notice before you do. Yeah, there's this neat thing called a signal light. What are, you should what use are, it. Yeah, what are these signal lights you speak of? Well, they tell people what you're trying to do. Ah, so they signal your intention. Yeah, almost like that's what they're named for. Yeah, that's an interesting one, Luke. I'm glad you brought that up. If only people knew about these things in like driver education or um, I, I don't know. I, I think they're. I think we're onto something here. <laughs> I think we might be. I had somebody uh, just last night or the night before, and was sitting next to me. I was in the right lane. She was sitting in the left lane in her car for a couple miles. She was sitting there, and then I needed to get over because there was somebody on the shoulder, not parked in a good spot. And uh, I put my signal on, and I was. Well, it was nighttime and I seen the person sitting up there. So it was probably three miles that I had my signal on before she noticed. And it's flashing away. There's six signal lights on the on my Super Bs down the side. <laughs> yeah. You almost wonder if they're just sitting there looking at them like, ooh, pretty lights. What do those mean? Yeah. It, it just, yeah, it boggles the mind. I, I've done the same thing. And I've, I've done the same thing with, with uh, other trucks. Like, there's someone on the shoulder. And, and, yeah, you put your signal light on and they're coming up in the in the hammer lane and you know damn well they can see that vehicle on the side of the road but for them it's more important to try past you than to let you get over and go around the vehicle like i don't know i guess this is uh, this is bordering on bitching about stuff but uh it's a uh, it's definitely uh, a safety issue so well exactly and that's just being professional is oh this guy wants over he wants over for a reason because he's another professional driver so let's make it happen, right? But exactly like you said, everybody's in too much of a damn hurry. Yeah, I uh, I gotta say, I really um, really notice that on this stretch of highway, like from Winnipeg east here. I you know as much as speed limiters and that they like uh, it's always been touted how those are you know to save save lives and this and that and um, like say speed limiters and uh, and of course e logs and everything else and I I think. I, I would actually tell the merits of an e-log over a speed limiter any day because what I find is these guys that are governed at 105 are much more of a danger than a truck that can go wide open. Um, these guys try passing in places that they, they absolutely shouldn't. They don't have enough jam to do it. Um, get up beside you and, like, you know, they're going two miles an hour faster than you are, but they have to get in front of you, right? And... I also have never seen another place in the country where you end up with lines of trucks that are, you know, six, uh, eight, ten trucks long up on a two-lane highway, and all because of everybody's sitting at that same, you know, um, the speed limit's 90, and so some trucks are actually doing the speed limit, other trucks are doing 100, and others are right on the governor. Yeah, I never understood the limiter thing. Um, I understand. No, I won't even say that. I think if we had a proper... Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> hard time coming up with the words hard time coming up with politically correct words oh <laughs> uh, there you go i'll do i'll while you think about that i'll i'll do my take on it okay um i don't believe you should govern the truck because i think you should have the option if you need to get out and go you can get out and go 
Um, the speed limit is the speed limit. So, I mean, if the speed limit's 90, it's 90. If it's 100, it's 100. If, you've, if you're going to drive faster, be prepared to get a ticket. But also, I think if you uh, incentivize the, the fuel savings um, a little bit more, uh, you would probably inherently pull the speed down anyways, because once people realized what they were able to save by driving a little bit slower, uh, they would do it. The ones, the ones that care anyways. Right. And, uh, yeah, if that, if those kind of things were incentivized or, and even incentivized by fleets, like, I mean, large fleets could be saving themselves a ton of money by doing the same thing with their drivers. Right. Well, and I think large fleets are the reason that there is limiters is, it, it is the same as all these trucks that are automatics, right? Is they're just trying to get bodies to fill the seats. So if those, and those guys are the ones that will hold it on the floor at 120 all day long, not caring. <laughs> and yeah, so they came up with speed limiters, uh, but I don't believe in them either. I think it's unsafe. And if people need that much babysitting, they shouldn't be a truck driver. Really? Same with e-logs, but there's no way around that one. We're tied into that one. Yeah, that's true enough. I, I, I don't know. I, I still hold hope that we'll be able to get some more education into this and and uh, and get more more qualified people, right? And like we talked about before, with the you know trying to graduate things and and build it up that way, right? So I won't won't fly, won't beat a dead horse on that, but no, no, that's all right. So you're out in Ontario doing your reset right now. Yeah, I am. And you're out of the truck, Mr. Fancy Cat, Fancy Guy. <laughs> yeah, I grabbed a hotel room and I started kind of doing that on resets if I'm way far away from home. Um, a little bit for my sanity, a little bit so that I can work on things like the podcast and YouTube stuff. And um, I'm, I do a lot of writing. So, I mean, it's just to sit in a truck all weekend and try to do all that stuff. It just doesn't work. So, it's me way easier and the rates for hotels have been way down so well you're winning then yeah yeah really i mean you can't afford not to right so oh exactly yeah yeah i'm uh i'm getting ready for cvip this weekend oh yeah yeah you were saying that so you got a, a lot of prep work or do you do you have a place where you take it in and then they give you the list and then you come back or do you you prep, then go, and then get the list, then go back again. Um, that last one's too much work. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a guy that uh, that does all my non-engine stuff. Yeah, but he's not uh, he's not doing CVIPs anymore. He just gave up with didn't want to get with all the paperwork and needed an internet connection and all that stuff. So oh yeah, uh, I go over there and we go through it, and then uh, I fix it all, and then it goes to a shop in the city here and gets stickered. Uh, Ten four. Yeah, I'm getting mine here too on, uh, well, it should have been on Monday, but now I had to kind of move it. But uh, when I had my log trucks, I would do the prep for the CVIP. It was like test, right? <laughs> like, like it would be like a test prep, right? So you go, you do all the, all the studying, quote unquote, and think you got everything and you take it in there and then they do it. And then you had another list of shit that you didn't see, but they saw. So then you go back to the shop, do a bunch more prep so you could quote unquote retest and then take it back in to get your sticker on it. And yeah, I did that for a year, two years. And then after that, I just started taking it in and, and I found out that list actually was smaller. If I just took it in, just let them do the work. It, well, yeah, they would find, they'd find the same amount of stuff if I prepped for it or if I didn't. Yeah. Funny how that works. eh? Yeah. 
So you take it in and they go, oh, geez, need this, this, and this. And then also, I, I also found sometimes if they knew they were doing the work, they would actually find a little bit less. I don't know. I don't know why that is, but. I definitely know why that is, but. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, funny how that works. Yeah. Are you getting yours done here in Alberta then next week? Yeah, I'm going to have to because I, uh, I won't be popping back up to um I don't think I'll be back in Saskatchewan. I think I'm. I think I'm heading west afterwards. But I mean, who knows, right? A little tough to tell at this point. So. Yeah, it's only Sunday. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, I haven't even made it. I haven't haven't made it halfway home yet. So to say where I'm going to be next week is uh, something else. But oh well, it's I I uh, I do honestly wish I was a little more regional sometimes. But right now I'm not going to complain because I've got good good freight. So take it as it comes. Well, exactly. And see, I, I'm on the other end of it. I was, I've was i always been in your shoes through my career up to date is you never know, right? Yeah. Where you're going to be, how long you're going to be gone. But with this, it's uh, it's actually kind of weird to get used to having a plan. And, yeah, being home. Oh, being it. Yeah, exactly. Being able to plan stuff. Just never been able to before. Yeah, it, it's a nice feeling. That's for sure. I did. Uh, I, I've, I've been there, too, so. Gets kind of boring. <laughs> well, I can trade. I mean, I could trade you trade you jobs for a week, and you could just run across the country. Although you may just be gone for a month then. But I'm down. <laughs> I just just need my table. Almost sent everything flying. <laughs> I was kind of wondering what. See, from my angle here, and uh, I guess no one's because we're not filming this yet. Uh, and, and maybe we never will, but from my angle, it looked like you actually smashed the microphone with your face. So it made me laugh even a little bit more. <laughs> it's like, that's some aggressive miking there. <laughs> like, uh, well, I'm here for your entertainment. That's, that's what this is all about, right? Somebody's got to be the comic relief, right? And if it's going to be you today, I'd, I'd prefer it was you today than me, actually. So, Yeah, I don't, uh, I, I'm not usually the klutzy type. There was some clouds around here last night that <laughs> resembled whiskey clouds. So it just kind of got out of hand. That happens. It's and uh, there's no shame in it. There's there's no shame in that at all. I uh, I've seen the whiskey clouds myself before. And sometimes they get a little darker and a little deeper. <laughs> yeah, they haven't been around here in oh I don't know a year. So I'm feeling a little <laughs> rougher than I normally would. I guess I'm not trained up. For the sounds of it, you you you're. Uh, you're just about getting over it. So yeah. Yeah. We're doing all right now. Sometimes you just got to chase it down too. As long as you don't have to go anywhere for yeah. Sunday, you can chase it down all you want. I really don't care. So no, actually uh, not leaving the property today. I try not to on Sundays, except for when I, you know, got to go do a podcast. Yeah. Well, I mean, and most of the time we try to make sure you don't have to leave the property for that. So yeah, which works out. I like it. Yeah, no, it's um, it really as much as we bitch about technology, I mean, that's the only thing that enables us to do this. Oh, exactly. Yeah. There's absolutely no other way we'd be sitting across the country and able to chat back and forth just like we're sitting across the table. Yeah, and probably with less technical difficulties this way, honestly. <laughs> yeah, actually, it's strange that that you say that. Like, I mean, um, it seems to it seems to almost go a little bit smoother sometimes um online being farther apart than uh, than just being across the table yeah oh and same with cell phones like i was running down the road with a, 
a buddy of mine this last week on a stretch of highway we do regularly. So, you know, you get to know where you have service and where you don't. And we both should have had service. We were four or 500 feet away from each other and nope, dropped a call. Oh, really? Eh? Yeah. Strangest thing. Do you remember the mic phones? Yep. Remember how like they would work on two way and they would work on cell phone service? Yeah. Is that wasn't that the way they were? So because you could just key in and, and use it just like a two way, or you could use it longer distance as a as a phone. Like those things were, I remember them being just like the cat's ass to have in the bush because you could you could get out anywhere with them, at least reach another mic person, right? Like yeah, I never got to use one. Uh, not trying to date myself, but I was not the guy with the phone. I was. I was the swamper. I was not trusted with the mic phone. <laughs> I did price one out, but they were kind of like on the way out when I started trucking. And uh, they were crazy expensive at that point. Yeah, I think they got, I think there were more money at the end than they were when we used them. Like, um, see, I'm trying to remember when we had them. We had them at, uh, we had them when, we, when I was hauling chips. And then we had them when I hauled logs and, and equipment. And the company that my brother was uh, part of then, um they had them every single one of them had them and it was uh yeah like it, the guys in the bunchers the guys in every piece of equipment had the mics and like i say it i i don't know why they can't use that technology now like where why there's not something um where the the phone can kind of like you know if you've got a bunch of people you can just kind of send from phone to phone you don't have to go phone to tower to phone and maybe that's because I know nothing about technology and it's not even freaking possible, but <laughs> I don't know anything about technology either, but you'd think that for some reason, I think that when I priced them out, they were so expensive because the mic part of it was running on data. Okay. That could be all you hear about anymore is like 5g, 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 whatever. And I, I guess from always being uh, in remote places, I was hoping that there'd be like just this big proliferation of um, sat phones now. Like they'd be able to get a sat phone that was this big in your hand and everybody would have them and there'd be no towers and no dropping off and, and that would be cheap. But that hasn't happened yet. Yeah, that's what I expected too. But sat phones are still just as big as they used to be. And expensive, right? Like... Oh, crazy. At least you never got to experience the big, big phones, like the um, the old bag phone. Like, I mean, you probably had a bag phone in your truck, but I mean, you never had the one that like that you could double as a blackjack and beat people with, like the really big cell phone. Like, I'm talking the first one we had, like you had to plug it into a lighter and it was like one of those big, like a handheld receiver from a regular phone, but like four times the size. And it weighed about three pounds and you, like, so you didn't have long conversations because you couldn't hold it up to your ear that long. Cause you'd get arm pump. Right. And, uh, and, and I don't know, that's probably why I, uh, you know, have no memory now because it's probably that thing was just putting up radiation like crazy. But <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I never experienced, I never experienced those. <laughs> You're fucking kidding me. I hit record and then he like glitched for a second. I was like, <laughs> yeah, your video is all messed up, but they're recording or the audio is fine. So, oh, okay. You didn't just do that to obscure my face anyways. Like Jesus. Wow. This is <laughs> holy shit. <laughs> your computer's hung over. <laughs> no, my computer's drunk is what it is. I don't know why. It just, <laughs> I thought it was a battery. 
thought it froze sitting in the truck, but it uh, it is not apparently. It's plugged in and it just keeps shutting off. Yeah, you're gonna have to take it to the wizard this week. Yes. Give it to the geek. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually doing some polishing today. Oh, polishing. What's that all about? I know, right? Stay tuned. <laughs> all right, so you're going to show the pictures when you're done? Yeah, when it doesn't look horrible, horrible. Yeah, I'm learning. I look terrible after I'm done uh, After I'm done polishing. I mean, I look terrible. The truck looks somewhat better, but... As long as the truck looks a little better. Yeah, yeah. Like, as long as the improvement is worth the, you know, was that they say, uh, was it as long as the juice is worth the squeeze? Kind of that kind of thing. Like if all the work is, if all the work is worth it, then it's okay. But yeah, exactly. I, I'm doing one part at a time. Yeah. So we'll see how how many parts I get to before I don't like doing it anymore. Yeah. Well, I I see. I'm lucky because I don't have tanks. Well, I have tanks, but I don't have tanks to polish. Um. So I really only have the wheels. And then uh, the mirrors and stuff are, well, they're plastic. So <laughs> the chrome on there is <laughs> the chrome on there is pretty easy. I mean, you just uh, Windex and uh, or sometimes some of those motorcycle chrome polishes actually work pretty well, or the the finish polish. So yeah. Oh yeah. And yeah, but then the the big parts, of course, the bumper and the the rear bumper is freaking. I just, I cringe. I, I'm, I'm working hard to make sure that someone else can do it for me. Yes, because they, those rear bumpers look really, really good when they're shined up, but they can also make a truck look really, really bad when they're not shined up. Yeah, yeah, he got that right. So mine's not bad right now because I mean the truck's not that old, right? And uh, I took, I wheeled into. Uh, I can't remember the name, but Pro Pro Fuel in Regina. That's where I washed the other night, and actually, uh, oh, yeah. good place to wash. Uh, the water was the water's not hard. Uh, their brushes are all clean, everything else. So I, but I only had like forty minutes total to get in and out, right? And so I wheeled in there, and then I I foamed everything, uh, got the trailer done, and then I dug the brush out and was looking at my time and did a quick brushing and I thought I did a pretty good job of it until I got it out in the sun, like dark. Oh, I, I don't know. Why does the guy buy a dark vehicle? <laughs> Never pull out the brush when you're in a rush. <laughs> That's a good, good saying, man. Good saying. Just came up with that. There's another good one. Uh, like at least when you just foam it, the spots you miss don't stand out as much. Like you missed them. Oh Yeah. Yeah, if, you, if your whole truck has a film on it, it's not that bad. And then, I, I got you. On that Black Cherry, though, you, you just can't have a film because it just, like, it shows so much. And I, you know what, damn it, I know better. And I do this hmm, once every so many years. I go and I say, like, hey, whatever you do, I remember telling my son this, whatever you do, don't let me leave with a black vehicle. Go to buy a new pickup, right? Don't let me leave. No, like, whatever, it doesn't matter. And yeah, you know, two hours later, I drive out with a brand new black Tundra. You're a dark, dark blue Ford. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or a, uh, 
you know, a black W900 or a cherry black 5700 or a dark maroon T800. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm the opposite. Like honestly, that that orange was so easy to keep clean. Well, and not even keep clean, but when it got dirty, it didn't show dirt. It just looked like it was getting dull. Yeah. But yeah. then when you washed it, it was the same thing though. When you washed it, if you missed a spot, you knew. Yeah. Well, that's true. And there's there's a lot of white vehicles out there, but white is an easy color to keep clean. And there's like my little Tacoma is silver, and that silver, I mean. I hate to say it or admit it, but there's been times where that truck didn't get washed for a couple months. And if you looked at it, it it's really hard to tell. But there's just something about <laughs> when you see that dark, you know, cherry black or black or, you know, whatever in, in the showroom when it's all shiny and everything and the chrome's just popping. And the, the lights are all set to make it look good. Yeah. 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 So I'm. I don't know. I'm I'm maybe that guy like, ooh, shiny. Yeah, my Pete's my first white truck, and there is something to be said for white vehicles. Yeah. I, I don't think there's actually a bad color out there that you can't do up. You may have a different opinion on that, but, I mean, I've seen some trucks in colors that I never would have dreamed of that just, you know, if the guy's got the right combination of either chrome or lack thereof, they just, you know, look good. Yeah, like purple. I'm not a purple guy, but there's one truck that I see pretty regularly that is damn sharp. Yeah, yeah, I I would say the same about purple. There's a, I'm not a pink guy either, and I've seen a truck uh, down in, uh, it was in the States, but I saw this pink truck down there, and I was like, damn, it looked good. Yeah, I would never think that there would be a, a good-looking pink truck, so <laughs> maybe one day I'll see that one down there. There's even, like, um, like I like blues, but I mean like baby blue, I wouldn't choose it personally, but I have seen some trucks that were baby blue with like a white, you know, a thick white stripe, like a, you know, it, it was a, it was a peat, right? A, a flat top peat with a, a wide stripe, a wide white stripe and, and like baby blue, it was, it was damn sharp as well. So yeah, the wide stripe would really accent the flat top. It would look nice. Yeah. There's a, that's another thing too, is the, is the shape, right? Like, I mean, there's, like I like, I, I've said it before. I love, I as far as aero trucks go, I love the shape of my like that fifty seven hundred. I like the way it looks. Um, I really like the way my buddy Marlin's truck looks. Same thing. He's got a fifty seven hundred. Um, he's got the stacks that stick up. I kind of like that a little better than mine in some instances. Uh, but also like yeah, with the there's something really aesthetically pleasing about a flat top peak or a you know, uh, Lomax Western star with a flat top that's, you know, stretched way out, right? Yeah, I totally agree. That low and slow look. Yeah, except, you know, did you notice this? Everybody always says low and slow, but those trucks that say low and slow rarely go slow. Yes. Fine. <laughs> They're usually the ones blowing your doors <laughs> off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. On the, like, total other end of the spectrum, like we were talking about, the um, K100 Kenworth, I... K100 with an aerodyne uh, an aerodyne sleeper on it to me is just like that's I don't know I just love those old trucks they're so cool looking I don't know if I could live with one they do look badass yeah I and I, I've driven I, I've driven a K100 I actually they're a nice a nice driving truck especially if, um I didn't think uh, a cab over would drive that nice but uh the one that I the one that I did take out and drive around I actually really enjoyed it but it had um it had a 
backwards 18 speed in it. And that was the first time I'd ever driven one of those. Never even heard of one. Yeah. So it's like it had the reverse, um, the like the reversed uh, H on it. So your first was where first should be. Seconds where second should be. I mean, low is obviously where low is. And then you go out and around and back over to where fifth would normally be or fourth, whatever. And uh, that's your third. So, yeah, you make the loop or the a hook back and then straight then straight up okay and then yeah. split and come back to first and so then you're you do the same thing obviously in high range and the guy never told me that i take it out for a test drive like it was it, i made the clunkiest shift from second to what i thought was third but i was really going to fourth and then i went tried to go from what i thought was third to what i thought was fourth but i was actually going the other way around <laughs> <laughs> why won't this go in yeah like clunk, and then it goes in and on my rpm's way up and then i kind of went oh like is this a 15 or an 8ll no it's it's an 18 he told me it's an 18 so i drove it like i've driven 8ll's which have that same shift pattern and so i drove it like that and then brought it back and i'm like i thought you said it was an 18 speed and he's like it is an 18 speed but it's a like this older 18 and i and he said he got it out of an international and it legit, like you could split the bottom end on it just like a normal 18, but it had that shift pattern. And uh, then I think I was on YouTube or something the other day and I saw a guy that had one too. And I, that, that up until then, that was the only one I'd ever seen before. Oh, wow. Yeah. I've never even seen one again, dating myself, but no. Yeah, I know it's, it's a, it's also the dig at my age. It's okay. I'm okay with that. Right. It's a... <laughs> I got to get them in where I can. Yeah. I mean, I could, uh, I could dig on your tech ability or something else, but I won't, I'll just leave it at that. So no, you did that all last week. Oh, okay. <laughs> so what you're saying is you're over it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm about to ready to give this computer flying lesson. <laughs> well, at least wait until we're done. Yeah. I'll try and keep it together. Yeah. I'm sure you can. I like trying different things like that. Like that, like say that was kind of neat trying that, but I'd like to, I've never actually shifted a 12 speed Mac. Like the old ones with the air shift all on the top there. Have you ever seen those? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's. Yeah, my dad drove one. Yeah, and and they were quite common. I mean, um, but I've never driven one of those. I've I've driven you know, five and a four, uh, six and a four, ten and a four. I had until you were talking about the other day. I've I've actually never driven an air shift four speed. See, and that's something I've been really exposed to is the air shift four speed. Yeah. Eighteen and four, eighteen and two. Yeah, so like that's I mean, and that's pretty common uh, heavy haul setup now, right? And yeah, I don't know. I've I've just uh, I had the eighteen and a two, but my um, my air shift was on the on the dash, and that uh, that star that I drove for Ron there. Yeah, that's where they usually are. Yeah, unless they're a manual. I drove one with a manual two speed. That was a cool old truck, mechanical winch on it. Uh, oh yeah, ninety eight hundred with an N fourteen. Yeah, that was a cool truck. There's another thing, like the art of the mechanical winch. Uh, that's like, I mean, that's something that's kind of, well, for all intents and purposes, kind of is dying, right? Because nobody has them anymore. I mean, that when was that when you drove that truck? Um, I would have been 19. So, <laughs> six years ago. Yeah. But I mean, even so, like there's, even at that time, like there's not that many of them around. Like, um, Well, that was the only one, like it was... It was parked in the corner of the yard and nobody, they didn't send it out on jobs and nobody really ran it because it was old with a little a coffin bunk on it, like one of those uh, yeah. Aerodyne extended cabs. 
Oh yeah. And five inch straight pipes on an N14. So nobody wanted to drive it except for the kid the kid. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, my mentor actually ran that truck when it was a lot newer, when it was in its glory day pulling, he pulled big wheels with it. So he took me out and showed me how to run the, run the mechanical. And I'm really grateful for it because like you say, there's not very many of them out there. So there's even less guys that know how to run them. Yeah. It's just a skill, right? It's one of those things that I enjoyed it. Yeah. I, you know what? I enjoy, I enjoy winching anyways. I, I, there's something about it. that's somewhat, I don't know. There's a satisfaction to pulling something over a roll. Yep. And set and setting it where you want it to set and, and learning, like, I still remember learning how to, to do that, right? Like the, how, as you bring it over the roll to get it to turn just a little bit, to set it down straight. And, and then, and what, and I remember watching these guys and I just thought they were wizards because they would just back up to something, hook their sling on and they'd pull it on and, and do like two or three little tweaks, right? Boom. And it's on the, it's on the deck and it's perfectly straight and they already had their chains hanging on it. Like, I mean, yeah, I haven't done like I've done quite a bit of winching, but I'd say my over the roll experience, if you will, is pretty minimal. Yeah. I think I've done it a dozen or more times, but uh, lots of mine was winching trailers around or winching dead equipment or yeah, lots of winching. rail stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of, uh, that's actually, I wasn't even thinking about that. Yeah. Lots of setting trailers down on the rail and pulling rail stuff up. Um, recovery winching done quite a bit of recovery winching too. Yeah. So when you're, when you're pulling something on, on the rail, um, are you snatch blocking it and running beside, like, if are you putting your truck beside it or are you going right behind and, and pulling it straight over the roll? Or like, you know, you're, you're at the back of the trailer and you're, it depends on uh, how much room you got, because what they call, uh, it's hard to explain for no, somebody that hasn't never seen how it works, but uh, they call it the flood, right? So they've put gravel down to get it level with the rail, the top of the rail bed. Yeah. The actual top of the track. So if there's enough room, then yeah, it's great to be able to pull right behind it. But in all reality, I'd say seven, eight times out of 10, you pull up and that thing is long enough for your trailer so you're on there you jackknife it on there you drop it which for anybody that's dropped a scissor neck knows how it drops when it's not <laughs> totally straight yeah so there's there's an art to that uh, so usually you're on the side you try to run the equipment as far up as you can before it can't do it itself but once it's on the front of the trailer and it's holding the trailer down you're not likely going to pull the trailer sideways oh okay so you don't have to run a block off of the back or anything like that or no the only time i used a snatch block when i was doing rail equipment was pulling that steam locomotive onto the 48 wheeler oh okay yeah because we couldn't get behind it and the rear neck so yeah we i parked next to the trailer and then ran the snatch block up to the rear neck and down to the locomotive well and and i mean that's quite a quite a heavy piece as well right i mean so you're you, you do want to be fairly straight to it or, or, you know, I mean, have a fairly straight pull on it. Right. So. Yes. Yeah, most definitely. And there's a museum watching you do it. So. <laughs> a little stressful. Yeah. Always when you got an audience, right? Like anyways, first time winching, uh, Kiwi just asked me, he says, can you go do me a favor and grab this bridge? So yeah, I really want to go. So I wheel out of the shop, with this little Ford Louie, 
and uh, it's got a 14 foot deck and a little mechanical i think a braden 10 or 20 they're like braden 20 anyways so i i bounced my way all the way out to wallace mountain get out there and the bridge is uh 14 feet wide and 20 feet long so it's substantially bigger than the uh than the deck of the truck and i got no sling i have some chains and a winch line and no slings and i ha also have no uh i got no clevises i got no like just no equipment right so and the bridge is frozen in the ground i don't even know what the freaking thing weighs i back up to it i've never had a lesson on like i don't even i've never even looked at the winch before right so back up to it uh put a chain around it start sucking it on and you might be able to guess what happened once I started pulling on it with the chain because I was as a kid and I didn't really think too much about uh, what size of chain I should use to pull that thing. <laughs> yeah, so snap. So got that one snapped. Yeah, there, I don't know. Technical difficulty episode six. <laughs> well, like you say, if... Uh, Maybe get your computer a CVIP. Yes, <laughs> good call. Yeah, I'm going to get my computer a CVIP. And if it doesn't CVIP, I'm going to trade the bitch in. There you go. And then we can do better next time. That's You know what? In, fuck, in life, podcast, in everything, all you can do is do better next time. Exactly. And, and keep trying. Yeah, keep trying to do better is the key. Yeah. I think that you just uh, you dropped your first podcast f-bomb just now to me that's a big deal <laughs> it's a it's a banner day you didn't say the f-bomb once this episode and i think i yeah. dropped it twice <laughs> uh times are they are changing yeah geez and i i'm i'm sitting here didn't have a drink last night or anything at all and uh and i'm the one dropping the f-bomb imagine that yeah i uh would like to give valid credit to hair of the dog techniques on why I was able to do this podcast today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That would have actually been a great product placement for you there. If uh, you were, uh, <laughs> if we were recording this. Yeah, that would have been good. Yeah. Yeah. One day, one day. So yeah, well let's, uh, let's wrap it up. I mean, I got, uh, I got a few video things to do too, and I'm sure uh, you've got your, uh, prep for your uh computer test and all the rest of it and so this may just be how we wrap it up luke's gone again and we've had a few issues with that so i'll just uh see we're gonna catch you down the road take care you've been listening to the semi crazy podcast if you enjoyed it please subscribe you can find me on instagram luke dirt phillips and you can find me on Instagram, Semi Crazy Inc., and on Facebook, Semi Crazy Truck Pictures. Thanks for listening.